One father, two radicalized sons. This is the world. I'm Marco Werman. It's Thursday, February 5th. Two French brothers left home to fight in Syria. Their father fights to get them back. We'll hear what happened. But also, can a radicalized youth be de-radicalized after coming home? Truth be told, we don't really know in great detail what separates a radical from a terrorist until it's too late. And later, does Vladimir Putin have a plan for Ukraine? He's not working from some master plan. I don't think he's ultimately decided what his endgame in Ukraine is. Plus, remembering what it was like to grow up Russian in Hawaii, for one thing, it included a good old Russian steam bath. Hawaii is hot enough without a steam bath, but they kind of enjoyed it. And that's ahead on The World. Support for PRI's The World comes from TIAA-CREF, a financial services company helping to create financial outcomes that matter. Learn more at TIAA.org. I'm Marco Werman, and we've got a lot on tap today on The World, including the remarkable story of a 94-year-old woman who discovered an old and long-forgotten family photo on our website, PRI.org. Stay tuned for that. But we begin today by going behind the headlines about the war in Syria. One of the things that fuels that conflict is young radicalized recruits from the West who fly there to join the extremist cause. Thousands of young people from the West have done that. And many governments, including our own, are worried about what they could do if and when they return. France has been dealing with this for a long time, even before the alarm raised by the attack on Charlie Hebdo last month. Reporter Marine Olivezi met a man in Nice whose two sons were recruited by extremists. Marine begins her story just over a year ago in November of 2013. The two brothers went out clubbing. Well, that's what they told their mother. The next morning, Jordan, 23, and Alexandre, 16, hadn't come home. And they hadn't texted either. Something was up. Mariam, their mom, went out to ask around in their working-class neighborhood east of Nice. Abderazak, their father, says his wife came back panicked. She tells me there's a rumor going around about a group of boys who've left for Syria. And I said, what are they going there for? I didn't even know kids were doing that. I'm not really into gossip, and even if I hear stuff like that, I'm just thinking, those are crazies. For me, all of that is so far away. It's like talking about the moon. It's got nothing to do with me or my kids. Around noon that day, Abderazak and Mariam went to the police to report the brothers missing. Jordan and Alex weren't troublemakers. One was working the night shift at a bakery, making croissants. The youngest had just started a job at a local supermarket. The police told Abderazak and his wife to stay put. The next day, the doorbell rang. When Abderazak answered, he found only a letter on the floor, signed by his two sons. It said they loved their parents, but explained they felt drawn to Syria to help the brothers and sisters. I felt like death was closing in on me. I was numb, like I was going to have a heart attack and pass out. Miriam was shouting as if she'd seen her two kids dead right in front of her. Back at the police station, the case was transferred to a French intelligence agency. Two agents told Abderazak there were around 50 similar cases in Nice alone, but that he was the first parent who showed up in person. Good for you to come talk to us, they said. Not much else. The first ray of light came a few days later, from Alex, his youngest son. I'd never really used the Internet before. 
It wasn't my thing. But then Noor, my elder son, who is still in Nice, tells me I have a message. I asked him, what message? Turns out Alex had set up a Facebook page for me on my phone before he left. And knowing Alex, that's when it hit me. He left, but he was already thinking of coming back. He did that to stay in touch, because he knew he'd be back. From then on, the 54-year-old immersed himself in the world of online jihad. He spent every waking hour learning all about Syria's most radical groups, who they are, how they talk, what they want. Meanwhile, he continued updating the police. He didn't want any backlash from his suspicious online activities. He says he offered to have his phone tapped and his Facebook page monitored, and he started a conversation with Alex. He says he knew what to do, embrace the religious rhetoric of those who lured his son in, then flip it. Alex seemed to take note. Then came January 2014. An open war broke out between rebel forces. Alex and his brother were part of a group of French jihadists that...